It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Oh, my goodness. What a crazy week six for high school football. A lot of shocking scores. Kind of fitting the way our week's gone for week six to go the way it did. Wow. I think our worst week, like, cumulatively in the picks as a group. Uh, And, yeah, a lot of scores that, even with the results, the team that ended up winning was supposed to, it was still surprising the way the scores were. Uh, Yeah, there are a lot of scores that uh, I I think as uh, we go over this, you're going to go, what in the world is going on with us with with these games and and I know weather probably had something to do with it it being week six and everybody makes the playoffs so I don't know what lineups were like this week for some of these teams or how important they thought these games were thinking about okay next week so maybe I value home a home playoff game more than other teams more than some coaches because a lot of these teams had major playoff implications. The game I was at, Marysville St. Clair, Marysville was playing for a home playoff game. Yeah. Well, uh, the, Brandon Folsom pointed something out to me, too, that I didn't really think about. But, like, how can you sit guys out in a COVID year? Your seniors, this could be their last game. Somebody comes down with COVID next week, your season is over. Right. I mean, we saw that with Marine City. Their game was canceled this week because a student at Marine City tested positive from what we understand. So, I mean – it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I don't uh, – well, I guess the best thing to, to do is uh, to, uh, in the next segment, just get into the scores and and, and marvel at how some of these games uh, went uh, this week. Um, but uh, it was interesting. Um, Brady is already suicidal over the picks, yeah. so I, I'm not even sure I want to go to that segment at this point because he's really depressed. He's like playing the most depressing music over there that I've ever heard in my life. You've never heard Gary Jewell's Mad World? No. It made me want to put an ice pick into my face. (laughs) It did. That song was so horrible. I think you wanted to do that before. That song was was horrible. All right, something happier. St. Clair um, in soccer won their first district title ever, a 7-1 win over Southlake. Congratulations. They're going to play Imlay City. In the regional. So someone's going to advance to a regional final. Yeah. So good for them. But uh, can you believe that the regular season's over? It goes by quick, doesn't it, once you get rolling into a season? Yeah. I mean, especially since this was a shortened season, but holy crap. (laughs) It's the playoffs next week. Yeah. So guess what we're going to do on the next show? A playoff bonanza. Yeah. It'll it'll be the the playoff uh, preview because we will find out by, by Sunday night um what the matchups are and where everybody's going or who's staying at home well, and, and, the and ni- who's doing what. The nice part is there's no guessing where they're going to put teams thanks to geography. Like I'm sure right now if we sat down and did the math, we could figure out where everyone's playing. I know Port Huron actually is the number 5 team like regardless of division with playoff points. So I believe they're the number 1 seed in division 2. That was a great game, Port Huron High and uh Roseville. It was Closer than I thought it uh, would be, uh, and for uh, uh, at the start, Roseville blitzkrieged them, and, and I was like, "Whoa, what is this? What is going on uh, here?" But we'll talk about that when we uh, come back and uh, get things officially rolling here. It's the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast for Saturday morning as we recap all of the Friday night scores.
To those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Two five zero seventy five twenty. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, so Port Huron High, because of where they're at in the MAC for years, uh, other than Northern, and since they stopped playing Marysville, and they stopped, actually stopped playing Marysville longer ago than I like to admit. That was like, what, 2006? Yeah, I, I mean, we talk about, well, it's not fun. They don't have any rivals. I'm going to tell you what. Port Huron High in Roseville is a rival. Well, for a while, it was Port Huron High in Mott. Yeah. 
Port Huron High and Roseville is is a rival, and these are two good uh, football teams. And I'm I'm ready to give uh, my acknowledgments to Roseville. I mean, they beat up on St. Clair last week. I now realize after watching them play Port Huron High that Roseville actually was toying with St. Clair last week. Um, they they were rotating quarterbacks in and out. And uh, a couple of guys that played against PH didn't play against St. Clair uh, or didn't get any touches against St. Clair. Roseville's very talented. And their quarterback, Salters, is a lot better than I thought he was. He can throw the ball. Um, and then, well, PH is PH. Uh, and they, they this was a real gut check win for them. It was 13 nothing. Okay, so it starts with PH having a seven-minute drive that comes up empty, and Roseville walks out on the field and they throw a ball down the middle, 69 yards, touchdown, just like that. And then they get the ball back and they march downfield, touchdown. And they made it look easy against a big red defense that we know it's not easy to score on. After you play the highlights, I want to tell you what this game reminds me of. It reminds me of a port here on Team of the Past, but let's get to the highlights first. And then on the other side of that, I'll tell you what this really made me think of. Okay, here we go. Salter play action, throwing right up a seam, and he's got a man. It's Fitzgerald, and he is going to be chased down by Shaka Brown at the goal line, but it's too late. Touchdown, Roseville, as they hit Fitzgerald, streaking up the center of the field for a 69-yard score. Salter play action again, throws to the corner, and it is caught for a touchdown. I believe that was Fitzgerald with another catch. No, no, 18, Anton Washington with the catch for a Roseville touchdown, and they go up 13 to nothing. And the Big Reds really need to punch one in here. Ten minutes straight up to go until halftime. They're down 13 nothing, and they're looking at uh, second and seven from the nine. They can get a first down without a touchdown, but they desperately want to get six points on this trip. Shaka Brown will split out wide to the left. Pistol look here with Coronado, and I think Mose is the deep back. Price out of the gun, hands it off. Trying to get to the outside now is Finney to the goal line. He got in for a big red touchdown. Niger Finney took the handoff. He was the deep back there. And he scores on a nine-yard run to get the Big Reds on the board. Oh, did they need that? Second and goal from about an inch away. Same formation here with Collier, the deep back. Price will give it to Caleb Collier, and this time he'll score easily. Touchdown, Big Reds. A one-yard run for Caleb Collier, and we're tied at 13. And the extra point coming for PH, a chance to take the lead. So again, with Little in the backfield and two receivers to either side, Salter goes to work here. Third and six from the nine. Looking to throw this time. Now he's going to roll out and run with it. No, he does throw, and it is caught for a touchdown. They're looking around, and they are going to call it a touchdown. I wasn't sure if Salter had crossed the line of scrimmage, and I'm not so sure the officials were either. Henry caught the pass for the score. It's a nine-yard touchdown pass by Henry, and everybody just kind of had to double-check with one another because... Salter came running up there very close to the line of scrimmage, but this is going to stand as his third TD pass of the game. Three receivers now to the right, one to the left. Running, though, up the middle. It's Gabe Mose. He's got a seam, and Gabe Mose is going to slip into the end zone. 14 yards for a big red touchdown. 
Quarterback draw by Salter. Now he runs up and he dumps it off to Robinson. Complete at the 25. Robinson to the 30, 35, 40. He breaks free. 50, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. Robinson, 80 yards. Touchdown, Roseville. Mullins will check out, and uh, Jaden Ashford will come in as an extra wideout, and they'll go trips now to the right with uh, Brown, Ashford, and Finney, and they'll move Andrews to the left side and go with four-receiver look here. Moe's the only back behind Price, who again works from the shotgun on second and 10 from the 37. They give it to Moe's. Moe's with a spin move up the middle, breaks loose at the 30. Moe's to the 25, 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, dives for the goal line. And if he stayed in bounds, and he did, it's a big red touchdown. 37-yard run by Gabe Mose. And PH has tied the score. And Ian Mitchell made the extra point uh, with uh, 8-19 to go in the uh, football game. And that stood up. The Big Red defense, which got blistered early in the game, came through late uh, and uh, holds on to uh, get the Big Reds a 28-27 win at uh, Roseville uh, in a very, very competitive game and there were moments in that game Brady where I didn't think the Big Reds were going to have it to win that football game and yet they found a way to cut it out they Caleb Collier coming off a leg injury only carried the ball twice in the ball game they didn't have Ethan Balon Gabe Mose was suddenly the feature back tonight 11 carries, 110 yards, and two touchdowns for Gabe, who'd hardly touched the ball since the first game of the season. Let me uh, take you back a few years. Uh, A really good Port Huron High team, 2011. That team had a lot of talent, right? Say this team might be the most talented since that team. I mean, that team had, what, three Chapmans on it, Alex Zamalek, Tyler Robotham, among others. They were 8-0, and when the last week they played Madison, they came up uh, short and ironically, the score was 28-27. And if I remember correctly, they lost that game in part because uh, they spiked it out of the shotgun formation, which caused an intentional grounding, which was the reason why they lost that game. I think that game actually did more, that helped them more than it hurt them. It was a non-conference game. Yeah, it cost them an undefeated season. But I think that was a game that kind of, you know, reeled them in a little Brought him back to reality, a gut check. And I, like you said, I think this is a gut check game. This is the first time they've trailed all season. So now going into the playoffs, maybe it doesn't hurt to uh, have to focus up a little before the playoffs come around and realize you are human. Yeah, you're a really good football team. In fact, I know it was a shortened year, but this is the first time since 1952 that the Big Reds end the regular season undefeated. It's been a while. Think about that. Yeah. 1952 when they went they went back-to-back undefeated in 51 and 52. So hopefully for the Big Reds, this is the, the – I don't want to say a wake-up call because they've been playing really well. I know I've been hard on them because I think they do have a lot of talent. So when you have a lot of talent, you have a lot of expectations. I think they have, they're a team that can win a district. They're going to be the one seed in Division Two overall. So that means the state championship goes through Memorial Stadium. Well, they don't ever have to leave home if they keep winning. Assuming that the host sites are what they yeah. – the, the MHSA. The way they decide to go. Yeah. And th- right now, the way this year has gone, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Right. So 
That means state championship flows through 24th Street. We'll we'll see. A couple more numbers for you. Niger Finney, eight carries, 37 yards, and a touchdown. He caught two passes for 23 yards. He was one out of one for 22 (laughs) yards passing. D.V. Price, one reception, 22 yards. He was also four out of seven for 45 yards and carried 14 times for 32. Robert Salter, Jr., Nine out of 15 for 238 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception, great interception by Shaka Brown. Uh, But Salter was three out of three in the first quarter for 132 yards and two touchdowns. That's not a bad start, especially against the big red defense. He had a a 69-yard pass, a 52-yard pass, and a 12-yard pass in the first quarter. Um, (laughs) Eddie Little, 18 carries, 91 yards, and Desmond Robinson had two catches for 92 yards and a score on an 80-yard reception. So I know we were talking about what team might be the the biggest hurdle for the Big Reds in the playoffs. A rematch with Roseville uh, is going to be very interesting. The Roseville coaches want it. They want it bad. (laughs) They do. I was listening to them while I was packing up the, the gear up in the press box tonight and they really feel like they let the big reds off the hook and that, that this was a game that they, their team should have won um and they were lamenting the fact that they're a little weak at, at the kicking game um special teams plays a huge role i think we take it for granted because for the most part our area teams have very good kicking yeah. games well they miss two extra points or they win 29 28 <laughs> well, they don't go for two, and it's twenty. Well, they might have because they went for two after every score against St. Clair a week ago. So That's what I'm you, saying. If they have a know kick, that the, but if they have a kicking game, then they're not going for two. They just send their kicker out there. So yeah, it, it was well. The, their kicking game is ugly. Even the extra points that they made in the game, it's, it's just ugly. Yeah, I once in when I was in high school, I played against a team that missed an extra point short. And our we had someone catch it in the end zone, and he didn't know what to do with it. He's like, he looked around, and was like, "What? What, what do I do now?" No. I wasn't nothing in high school football on a on an extra point. All right, so well, this wasn't the only game that went on uh, th- tonight, and uh, there are a lot of scores that we need to get to. But you had uh, a rivalry game again as mm-hmm. Marysville was taking on St. Clair. Yeah, Marysville bounced back the way I expected them to. They they played well. Demarco Singleton played very well. He uh, he was not letting them run down. And to be honest with you, by the end of the night, St. Clair defensive backs were making business decisions, especially on that final touchdown, which you'll hear in these highlights. So Meyer from under center, taking their time, no rush. Four thirty-five to go in the first quarter. Meyer gonna take it. Give me QB sneak. He gets stood up. Was he able to get the, with the second effort into the end zone? He did. Touchdown, Marysville. The ball tees up. Evan Woodard with the run. It'll be a little pooch kick. It's a surprise onside. Vikings fall on it. Saints front line left early, and Marysville made them pay. They'll go right back to work on offense. Out of the pistol, Meyer has it. Going to fake the handoff to Lee. Give it to Singleton. Singleton up the middle. He's racing to this corner. To the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown to Marco Singleton. Goes 24 yards. Gives Marysville a 13-0 lead. 16 seconds to go in the first quarter. They have Hurlbert in the backfield. Going to hand it off to Hurlbert. And he plows his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Saints. Logan Hurlbert goes 2 yards. 14-6. 10-41 to go in the second quarter. From the near hash, Meyer will be under center. Singleton and Lee in the backfield. 
Going to hand it off to Singleton. He makes a move into the end zone. Touchdown, Marysville. Touchdown, DeMarco Singleton. Vikings answer right back. Good snap. Good hold. The kick is up, and it is through. Evan Woodard with a big boot to end the first half. That would have been good from 41 yards. Again, 11 yards away from Pater. No one split out wide. Tight on either side. Going to hand it off to the Singleton up the middle. He plows through the hole. No. he. I don't know how he wasn't tackled, but DeMarco Singleton finds his way into the end zone for his third touchdown of the night. He just refused to go down. Oh, my goodness. Touchdown, Marysville. Luke will be in the shotgun. Logan to his right. Dropping back in the pocket. Going to throw a jump ball to the corner, and it is caught by Matt Buslup in the end zone. Touchdown, Saints. It's not over yet. It was over then. 30-14 to 14 was the final score. And something that happened in this game threw me off a lot. So it's 30-14, to 14, right? Mm-hmm. Saints score. They drive down the field. Ellis, fine. Buslup makes a very nice catch at the front of the end zone. Saints don't get the onside kick. They actually force Marysville to a three and out. Marysville had a holding penalty, so they punt. Saints struggle a little bit, can't get a first down. There's like two minutes left. It's 30-14, to and they punt it away. It was a two-score game. Yeah, you're probably not winning that game. It's a rivalry game, and it's, again, probably not punting, but you can, like, teams have scored two touchdowns in under a few minutes. Warren Mott was down, I think, 10 or 11 tonight with three minutes to go and won the ball game. Why are you punting it away there? You listened to the game on your way back from Roseville. What did you think about that? I, to be quite honest about, like, I was listening to you and I knew that you were startled by the fact that they punted. I, I probably go for it. Because I figure, too, if I don't make it, Marysville's just taking a knee anyways yeah. and running out the, the so, clock. Yeah. But, I mean, I, again, either way, is it really that big of a deal? I don't know. I just think it sends a bad message. How, like, Again, I don't want to be too critical, but how do you turn around to the kids? You have a playoff game next week. You're probably going to North Branch or Ortonville-Brandon. How do you get those kids up and say, hey, anything can happen, don't give up? When you just punted away a rivalry game. It's, you'll, you'll have to ask the people that made the decision. because Maybe it's just the competitor in me, but I I mean, I know you don't have great numbers, but you didn't ha- have a ton of injuries. It's not like you were down to 11 kids and you were just trying to get out of there healthy. Oh, sh- stranger things have happened. Teams have scored two touchdowns in under two, three minutes before. Well, you want to talk about strange things happening. Port Huron Northern lost at Cousineau tonight, and I still refuse to believe this score. 24-6 to was the final score for, for Cousineau. The 24, that, that's got to be a season best for Cousineau. They, they couldn't have scored more than 30-something points all season. Uh, they had scored, with my quick math, 23, 23 plus 16. They scored 39. 39 points, and they scored 24. And the other part about it is Northern only got six points uh, on a Cousineau team that they give up a lot of points. They had given up 48, 44, 14. That was the loss to St. Clair. 
30 and 46. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know again what the lineup was for Port Huron Northern, but I, I saw this score and I couldn't believe it. Plus, Cousineau hadn't won in what they two hadn't and a half won years? since October of 2018. Yeah, I I couldn't believe this score when I saw it. There's yeah. no way if there was a game that I was going to guarantee a victory for, I might have picked this game out of the pack this week and said there's no way Northern loses a game at Cousineau this week. Uh, and and they lost by, by three scores. Yeah. That's that's just bad. Like, no offense to the Northern crowd, but how do you lose that? Well, like, I'm shocked. Okay. I'm, I'm more shocked about this score than you are about St. Clair punting. <laughs> here's, here's the one thing. Had they lost a game like – 22-21, you struggled, and they scored, and they went for two and got it. You can kind of understand that. Like, every team plays well one night. You go shot for shot. But to not even be competitive, to lose by 18 points to a team that hadn't scored 18 points total yeah. in any game all well, year. I want to know what happened at the end because it was 10-6, I in think, the in the qu- fourth quarter. So Cousineau got two late touchdowns. Anyways, getting ahead of myself, wrapping up the uh, Marysville uh, uh, St. Clair thing, you did talk to Coach Meyer yes. after the game. <clears throat> Coach, had a big win, bounce back win, second rivalry week in, wo- in a row. This time you come out on top. Does it feel good for you and the kids? Yeah, you know, we Planning and preparing all week is nice. Nice to get that bounce back after uh, last minute last week. So hey, it should motivate the kids heading into the playoffs. I thought Demarco Singleton maybe had his best game of the season so far. He ran hard. His yards after contact had to be a big percentage of what he had total. Three touchdowns for him. Gotta like what you see out of your senior running back there. Oh, definitely. You know his size helps, his speed helps, and his knowledge of the game helps. Um, you know, good line in front of him, and then you know after initial contact, covering the ball, getting downfield, just good to go. Now, I know you're going to enjoy this one, but you can't really for too long. I'm sure you already have guys crunching the numbers, figuring out who you're going to be playing. You do clinch a home playoff game, which is going to be nice for you, but I'm sure your attention's turning to those playoffs real soon. Yeah, anytime you can keep the kids at home, that's that's a great spot to be in. It's all that more motivating. Uh, we'll probably, you know, the, the district we're in, we'll probably see another team from the MAC. So, you know, we have a pretty decent idea, but we'll wait till all the finals come in. Right, I know your possible opponents are Warren Fitzgerald, uh, Warren Woodstown. I think you have an off chance you could play East English um, out of Detroit. So, um, yeah, a, a few uh, good teams there, and a Warren Fitzgerald team that you had a couple, you had a battle with this year. Yeah, definitely. You know, we, we'll have to revisit that tape if we have to. But hey, this time of year, everything's going to be a battle. Win or go home. Any message for your kids? Just tell them to enjoy this win. A big rivalry game always feels good to beat a, a close rival, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You know, right down river from us. So, um, you know, we prepared well for them. And, you know, like we said, a lot of these kids interact and know each other because of the locality. So let that be motivating. Thanks, Coach. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. All right. Uh, One other game uh, before we go into a break. The Marine City game with uh, Notre Dame Prep that we were all looking forward to ended up not happening. Um, uh, COVID situation at Marine City High School and uh, the, the yeah. uh, Mariners uh, forfeited that game one to nothing. They did not make the trip to Pontiac. Again, from what I understand and from the people I've talked to, it was a student 
and in the school. And if you don't know, the middle school and the high school are connected. So it could have been a middle school student, for all we know. Um, I, we believe tested positive. The football team is not quarantining. They actually had a workout today. So they're still doing activities. I think it was more of Notre, of both teams going just in case. This game doesn't really mean anything. Like, yes, it means that if Marine City makes a regional final and Frankenmuth does, they probably have to go to Frankenmuth. But besides that, doesn't mean a whole lot. And just being extra cautious. So, from again, from what we understand, Marine City is not quarantined. And they will be practicing starting Monday, yeah. getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, and again, I can't blame them for this situation. And actually, they probably made the right decision because you got two teams hoping to make playoff runs. And now, if you quarantine and, and stuff like that, like if you go and right. you play Notre Dame prep and it turns out that Notre Dame prep now is in a COVID situation, they're out of the playoffs. Right. Now, You're out of the playoffs because you have to forfeit a playoff game. You're done. Now, to be honest with you, had this happened last week, do I think they canceled the game with Marysville? No. But I think it was a game. Week six, again, grand scheme of things doesn't mean much. Just being cautious. So, as far as we know, Marine City is going to be ready to play. They're not in an Almont situation. I think it's closer to what Northern dealt with uh, back in week one. Yeah. All right, uh, take a break, and then we'll uh, run through the uh, BWAC and the uh, rest of the uh, thumb area scores in just a moment. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. For those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. 
Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. Richmond was a winner over Alconac 49-13 to on uh, Friday uh, night. So uh, uh, Richmond, uh, they're an interesting team to me all of a, a sudden, Brady. They're, they're playing teams tough that you think they're going to get blown out by, and, and now they're, they're winning big games. I, I don't know what to make of the Blue Devils. Well, I think another result's going to shed a little light on – more of a clear picture, but the BWAC is, well, as you call it, BWACky, and tonight really uh, threw us for a loop. Well, Imlay City beat Elmont 28-14. to I was surprised by that. Again, I don't know the full story at Elmont. I keep wanting to give them the benefit of the doubt, but now, you know, 2-2, two and two, and Imlay, it's not like Imlay City's a bad team. Imlay City's 4-2 and two now. Brady, that, no, I mean, four and two in a six-game regular season is a good record. But this is also the same team that a week ago almost got fifty burgered by North Branch. But North Branch is North Branch. Well, you say that. <laughs> well, again, weather is crazy tonight, and again, but I don't know. Both teams play in the same weather. I know, but I don't know. Rain can be the great equalizer if you've got one team that's superior to another. The rain can suddenly make teams even turnovers, whatever. Plus, again, I don't know how serious North Branch was taking it tonight. They won the game, 28-21. They win it at Armada, but, yeah, it they was surprising. They needed to score with under five minutes to go. That, that it was, it was that, uh, that close. But, again, not having been there and not having talked to anybody who, who was there, I don't know what was going on. Maybe Armada just played the game of their lives and fell a little short. Yeah, Can it I, happen? I can't figure out the BWAC. Because Emily City, they've lost two games. In their two games, they've lost by a combined 87 points. But they also, I mean, Armada, they beat, and they just beat Almont, a team they haven't beat since 2008. In a game which, when Joe Pace picks them to win, we all kind (laughs) of laughed at him. And then they do it? Like, what's going on in the BWAC? I don't know. Crosslex is pretty consistent, uh, and they did what we thought they would. They beat Yale 56-6, to so the Pioneers uh, go 5-1 and in the regular season, and in their last two games, what, 118 points and gave yeah. up 12. Yeah, so for the total, for the year, they scored uh, 266 points in a six-game season. That's pretty good. That's more than they scored last year. In a nine-game season. Yes. Of course, last year they struggled a little bit. I think they went four and five. Still. But uh, they, they've they basically lived up to the hype. Uh, and, again, the one loss was by a single touchdown on at, the road at North Branch in a game that wasn't originally on their schedule. Yeah. Had they played Almont, I'm sure they'd be 6-0. and 
that, the way it's looking, yeah, that, that might be the case. So, again, I just want a Cross-Lex North Branch rematch. That's my hope for the playoff. It's a possibility. Um, I called this one. Eisenhower beat Anchor Bay 24 to nothing, Brady. No comment? No, I do have a comment. I think it really shows just how big of a divide there is between the top five to seven teams in the MAC and everyone else. I just think that, that there's a big divide between the red and everybody else and that That's, it's been like, that way like, yeah. for eons. It's been that way since there's been a MAC. I mean, basically, Ike, Chip Valley, Dakota, Stevenson, who am I missing? I mean, Romeo's been up and down. Yeah. South's been up and down. Those four teams are always going to be a really strong four. And then you have teams like Romeo, Gross Point South, Anchor Bay, Warren, Mott, moving up and down, but they keep moving up and down because they go up to the red and they can't beat those four yeah. teams. Hey, remember at one time Northern was in the red. When I first got into the area, Northern was in the red. That was also when the MAC had like three divisions. Ah, uh, there, there were, there were all those crazy. At one time, there was a MAC scal. Yeah, for a year. <laughs> but I think it was around for two. But but anyway, but you, you know what I'm saying, like the knick knack patty whack, give the dog a bone division. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but no, what what I found from the MAC is the top, the, the four or five teams in the red are always going to be just another tier above everyone else. And the bronze is basically going to be another tier below everyone else. I mean, Lamp Fear struggled with Hazel Park tonight. I think they won by like 14 points. The white to the silver? I don't think there's that much divide between those middle four divisions. Now, yes, Anchor Bay plays Hazel Park or Fitzgerald. I think they beat them. But I don't. Th I think there's. It's closer between the silver and the white than it is between the middle of the white and the red. Yeah, it's possible. Pause. I just. I think the the red has always been the this. I think it's one of the better leagues in the state. I don't know if it's the best league, but it's one of the better leagues. Well, you state. have them. I think it's the OAA red or whatever the top is in the Oakland. The PSL when you have King and Castec. And on the west side, the OK whatever is yeah. the top one with like Hudsonville and uh, Granville and Rockford and those schools. Those are always going to be your top division conferences in the state. Yeah. All right. Liggett beat New Haven 38-26. to uh, 26. So uh, the Rockets' uh, losing streak continues. Is that like two dozen now? Oh, that would be awesome, though, if they snapped it with a playoff win. <laughs> <laughs> and the way this season is going. Could you imagine they upset, like, a top team like Detroit Loyola in the I, first I just round? I think it would be great. I think we're uh, Yeah, dreaming. but, I mean, I didn't think that Northern was going to lose to Cousineau. I still can't believe that. And and so I would have the same reaction if New Haven won a playoff game next week. That this this is 2020. This is the way the football Which, season goes. We can ask Brandon Folsom this. I think he's going to be our guest on Tuesday if everything goes to plan. I don't think it counts as snapping a playoff streak this year. Oh, stop. Unless with this you already. win a game. You've been whining about this. No. I, I'm tired of it. Sandusky 36, Reese 28. It's the playoffs, and if you win, it's a playoff win. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you don't. I don't think you should get credit for snapping a playoff drought just because <sighs> everyone made it. Anyway, yeah, Sandusky struggled with recent. So a no bit. teams in boys and girls basketball, no teams in baseball and softball, and no teams in any of the sports where everybody makes it every year has ever had a playoff streak. 
Well, no, because you make it every year. No one cares. That's just how many years you've had a program. This is a different year, and I don't think you get to say, oh, we broke a 20-year playoff yeah, drought. You, you did. And then you can't punish the schools for the decisions I made can do by the hierarchy. whatever I please, and Sandusky did whatever they pleased all season. 6-0 <laughs> is Sandusky, and maybe we'll have to give them some love in the top ten, even though they struggled with Reese a little bit. Uh, well, I'll, I don't even want to think about that right now. My brain is so scrambled, I can't believe some of these games. Uh, Ubley beat Bad Axe 34 to uh, nothing. Uh, USA beat Harbor Beach 36 to nothing. I thought that that would be a much closer game. That USA won, that doesn't disturb me. That they won by 36, that's making me think like, wait a minute. Those schools are more equally matched than that, I thought, going in. Yeah. Cass City all over Marlette, fifty to nothing. So Marlette started three and zero and finishes three and three. Uh, Brown City beat Vassar, thirty six to fourteen. Mooney uh, goes uh, two and three this year. They got a thirteen nothing hey, win over K-Pac. K-Pac played a game. Yeah, there we go. good for them though. Yeah, I mean you know they they, they drop basically dropped the program and those kids that would have played varsity uh, were playing a JV schedule just mm-hmm. so that they could play football. So it's kind of cool that they get to play a varsity game at the end. Right. So Especially for the seniors. Yes. So, you know what? Good for K-Pac. Glad to see it. Um, they were all excited on social media. So congrats. To, I mean, K-Pac, you played a game. It was very nice to see. Hopefully we get a full season of the Chiefs next year. And they were competitive. Um, eight-man football. Big rivalry. Morris and Deckerville. But uh, Morris is just... Because uh, hey, we know about Deckerville. This 28-point game, Morris 58, Deckerville 30. The yeah. Orioles are really good. Yeah. Might be on their way to back-to-back state championships. And Again, I think it's funny than eight-man. We talk about a team being up or down. That really goes down to, like, two players. Did you have one or two kids graduate where in 11-man, you're like, okay, you lost four or five guys on defense. Eight-man football, you have, what, 20 kids on the team, maybe? Well, that's why the teams have to play eight-man football because they right. only have 20 kids. Right, but that just means sometimes. that the parity, that the, the the way it shakes up is, like, remember Peck, um, like five, six years ago, they had those twins. I can't remember their names, but they're the reason why they won a state title. Like, you can really have two, three guys that you can just kind of ride. Uh, not saying that you don't need a full a team, but just – Every player matters that much more in eight-man football, and you see it in results like that. Well, if you have speed in eight-man football, if you have a kid that can just burn it, you know, you get the edge, and they're just there aren't the defenders, right? Um, and yeah, that can you can see a lot of scoring quickly. Although eight-man has kind of like started to settle down. There's more defense in eight-man football now. Um, because I can remember when it started, you'd have seventy to sixty games, and oh, that was regular. It was like arena football. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, um, like that was a, like if you didn't get to fifty, you had a bad night. Yeah, uh, Genesee beat uh, New Haven Merritt uh, forty to fourteen. Ashley over Peck. This one surprised me, thirty to twenty two. I thought Peck would win that game. Um, Gotta and, wonder if Peck has someone out. Yeah, they they tough losses in their last uh, two. Um, again, I was surprised they weren't more competitive with North Huron. I, I, I thought they would be. In fact, I picked them to win that game. I thought Peck would win out and win that league. I did, and it didn't happen. They lost their last two games. So, I'm in a slump here as we as we 
hit down the stretch. Flint International over Carsonville, Port Sandlack, 40 to nothing uh, in the uh, only other game that we hadn't mentioned so far. Yeah, so, I mean, again, a lot of surprising results. I still can't believe Northern lost 24 to 6. Like I said, you get upset, a team, you know, goes for two or makes a field goal at the end of the game. You're still like, what the heck happened? But you, you understand it. To lose by three scores to a team that hadn't won in a while. I want to know the full story on that. I mean, in Almont, we can only give them the benefit of the doubt for so long. Not to say Emily City's not good, but Almont doesn't lose games by multiple scores and does it multiple times in a season. And then Armada almost upsetting North Branch. Those, I think, were the three bigger surprises of the night of really the season. Yeah, it, it was strange. It was strange. Anyways, we'll take a break. And speaking of strange, we'll talk about the uh, the picks next because even that was weird this week. <laughs> it was. And and uh, don't please. No depressing music. No, don't. Touch that computer and I'll break it against the wall. We'll be back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered 
Insured Investment Advisor. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. I just Jackie mooned him. It's like the Flint Mega Bowl. I just told Brady I'm going to hang up a banner in here because I won the first GSOS conference championship with a 47 and 13 regular season record and brady you finished in last i'm sorry i I had no idea brought joe pace in here to make it easy for you so that you could at least get second place he takes a shot in the dark with notre dame prep and they went on a forfeit you kidding me (laughs) took a shot he he picked emily city and he got that one i know You're lucky you talked him out of uh, Eisenhower. Otherwise, he would have beat you, too. Yeah, he would have gone 8-2. and He went 7-3. and I went 7-3. Joe Pace picks a team. And after a 9-1 week, Brady, and a a lethargic 6-4. Okay. What what were you doing? No, no, because now now I get to be Brady and rip on you. I had one fun week. Like you North Branch only won by seven? Well, this changes my whole attitude about North Branch football program. Joe Pace takes a Bradyism. I thought when I was looking at the scores, as I'm sitting there at East China Stadium, I'm updating. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because like, I didn't see the MLA City scores until we got into the studio. I'm looking at the Armada score. I'm like, I almost said that on every score I looked at tonight. Are you kidding me? I was like, is he really going to pick Armada? To beat North Branch, a team that has rolled everyone except Cross Lex that they've played. And he takes a shot in the dark. Emily City hasn't beat Almont since 2008. And Joe just goes, yeah, Emily City, they're at home. And it hits. Can you imagine if Port Huron didn't win tonight? I don't want five and five. One point victory for PH. We all got that one. Mm-hmm. We all missed the boat on the Northern game. Yeah, what happened there? I do no. I mean, like you said, if I had to rank them by like my my uh, how sure I was in them, they would have been probably top two. Yeah, uh, we all got the Marysville game again. Joe was right; he took Notre Dame uh, prep, and we took Marine City, and which we all got losses earlier in the year tech, on a technicality when uh, Armada beat. Country day. It, it happens. I'm, uh, you know, we were all right on Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, you and I were wrong on the, uh, the Almont Emily city game and, and Joe got that one. <laughs> hey, maybe there was something to pick in the hall. Cause we did. I mean, looking at it, if you said I picked eight road teams, that does not sound like a recipe for success. I picked nine road teams. Right. And though, I think those were all my wins. <laughs> Um, Crosslex over Yale, we all got right. 
Um, Sandusky winning, we all got which uh, almost right. didn't happen. They were trailing in the fourth quarter, and and the game that the game that saved me was um, was Ike did win, and you guys both went with Anchor Bay, which and you actually talked Joe out of picking Eisenhower, right? Because I had him talked into Eisenhower, and then you talked but him into Anchor Bay. I I, I don't know. I but Joe went seven and three, a very respectable seven and three yes. for Joe Pace. So I'm going to it's, applaud him because yes. he really doesn't know the area of football. No, he's too busy with everything else. Yeah, but. I mean, to take two like, – okay, to be honest with you, when we left recording that podcast, we are like, okay, Joe. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, hi, you took some home teams, picked some upsets, that's fun. And then both of them almost hit. <laughs> are you kidding me? Or maybe, maybe he's a junkie and he listens to the show all the time and he knows more about it than we do. Yeah, maybe he should be our third guy because apparently <laughs> – I shouldn't pick games anymore. What did I go? Forty three and seventeen. Forty three and seventeen. So I went forty seven and thirteen. But after a blistering start, I was just fourteen and six the last two weeks of the season. Oh, poor thing. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed with that. I wanted to get to fifty. I really did. That was like the the benchmark that I wanted to get to, and, and so I came up short. Our guests went forty four and sixteen this year. Um, and Brady went 43-17. and 17. Nobody had a losing week. I, th- I don't who, think anybody broke broke even. I, I think 6-4 and four I think is this week the for worst me, week for anybody. And I think did uh, Mark Kaza go 6-4 last week? I think so. So we had two 6-4 weeks. For the most part, people either went 7-3 and three or 8-2 and two for most of the weeks. No one had there a perfect were, week. There were a couple of 9-1 and one weeks. No one was perfect. Friggin' Algonac. Um... <laughs> And I lost three games because of Emily City. Uh, four games. I went two and four picking Emily City. I just realized that. How do you have a losing record picking a team? Usually you figure a team out by like week three. They're in the BWAC, and there's no figuring out teams in the BWAC, apparently. Seriously. How, how, four of my, what was it, 17 losses, to almost 25% of my losses were to the damn Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we there's there's always the playoffs, and at least in week one of the playoffs, with everybody going, we'll be able to figure out ten more matchups. I'm sure I'm sure we'll be able to find ten in week two as and, well, and and we'll and we'll uh, continue on with that. But I am claiming the first GSOS conference championship for the regular season, which is well deserved. Congratulations! Now I'm going to go throw up. Okay, and I'm going to hang my banner. Yes. Get measured for my ring. <laughs> We're going to have to figure out something for basketball because I can't <laughs> wait till next fall. Now, basketball, you'll probably be, uh, at least boys basketball, you should be pretty spot on. You know most of the teams. Yeah. I mean, we'll figure out something. Maybe at the start of the week we'll, like, pick five games that we're sure of or we'll, we'll figure out. We'll have to be a little different of a system, but – I'm sure we'll figure out a fun pick segment, but uh, if anybody's got ideas, yeah, Brady at GetStuckOnSports.com. Oh yeah, you want all the ideas so that you can doctor them to your favor. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like to lose. <laughs> then Me? why do you do it so often? No. Oh! <laughs> Wrap it up. It's it's like two in the morning okay, at go, this point. Go play. I your, go home. Go play your sad music. Every and uh, and we'll be back on uh, Tuesday. Um, Everybody cries. Is Tuesday going to be our final top ten? 
Uh, I we'll think, have an end of the season top. I 10 think end of the, the regular playoffs. season. I think we'll do one probably at the at the conclusion of everything. Okay. So I think that's fair. Like an end of the regular season, and then once the playoffs are done, so like in a month, we'll do a final one. Yeah, they do the kind of the same thing in college football. So. Yeah. So um, that's what we'll do. Uh, and what we'll do is say uh, we hope you have a great weekend. Uh, again, Sunday, check out the uh, Get Stuck on Sports uh, website uh, up at the top. Um, you can uh, take a look at the schedule page, and, and that'll give you the games that we've decided to do. Uh, and then you can look at the scoreboard page, and we'll have all the matchups for all the area teams, uh, who they're playing and what the records are and all of that will be there uh, Sunday evening. I still can't believe I finished in last place. I can believe that I finished in first. Hello, darkness, my old friend. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.